Brooke's arm and walked him out of the room, her voice fading as she chatted away. Lord Pembroke? Lady Elizabeth adjusted her skirts as she settled on a chair across from the settee where Arabella sat. I had no idea. There is no idea. I know the man intends to propose, but I will not be accepting. Arabella filled teacups for herself and her two visitors. Although I am not foolish enough to want love in a marriage, I would at least prefer to like the man I'll spend the rest of my life with. She shuddered as she took a sip of her tea. And I can assure you that will not be Lord Pembroke. Miss Caroline took a small biscuit from a tray on the table in front of them. It sounds as though your mother has other ideas. Yes, I know. I do wish she would stop pushing me to marry. Due to Papa's declining health and then his death, I started late so I've only had one season. Is it so terrible for me to not take the first man who offers marriage? Pembroke is the third man you have turned down, young lady. Lady Melrose swept into the drawing room, a frown marring her still lovely complexion. A frown, Arabella had noticed was of late a perpetual expression for her once carefree mother. Since Arabella was an only child, the family estate had passed into the hands of a distant relative who was currently conducting business in India. They had been told by their solicitor the new Earl of Melrose was expected to return to England and take up residency in the fall. Unfortunately, Arabella's late father had enjoyed a predilection for whiskey and pharaoh, and a total lack of interest in the preservation of his estate. Mother had impressed upon Arabella several times that once her dowry was paid, there would be no funds left for her support. So unless her daughter took her in, she would have nowhere to live. Via their solicitor, the new earl had offered to allow Lady Melrose to continue living at the estate, but her mother had turned up her nose at that offer. She would live with her newly married daughter, she had sniffed. I've hardly turned down three ideal offers, mother. Lord Pembroke never got the words out, and Mr. Featherington and Baron Smythe are both old enough to be my grandfather. Which is to your advantage, miss. They are both wealthy men and will die soon. At Arabella's indrawn breath, her mother waved her hand. No need for hysterics, young lady. It is a fact that both men were looking for a wife in order to have an heir before they cocked up their toes. And I do not wish to be someone's broodmare. If she said that out loud her mother would most definitely swoon, and a half-hour would pass trying to restore her sensibilities. Instead, Arabella waved at the teapot. Would you care for some tea, mother? Lady Elizabeth and Miss Caroline had pretended they hadn't heard the exchange by softly mumbling to each other, but Arabella had no doubt they took in every word and would soon use it as fodder for their next morning call. Honestly, why couldn't Mother be a bit more circumspect? No tea, thank you, daughter. I am off to the milliners. I will see you at dinner before we depart for the Ashbourne Ball. 
Arabella groaned inwardly at the reminder. At present, one of Arabella's animal patients was in dire need of supervision while it recovered from its injuries. The last time she had left one of the downstairs maids in charge of a patient, the poor thing had died. Mother thought her concern for animals and her desire to nurture them back to health a nasty hobby. On the other hand, Arabella saw it as a way of keeping her brain from melting with all the talk of ribbons, gowns, gossip, and other nonsense most of the ton ladies lived for. She had already heard whispers at various events about her passion for animals and how unseemly it was for a young lady to delve into such goings-on. She sighed. Another reason she so disliked attending these functions. Later that afternoon, Arabella entered the spare bedchamber where she kept...